Welcome to the show. Note 20 Ultra 5G. We'll talk about that one. Plus, a brand new router that will make all your home Wi-Fi problems disappear. Lots of tech news this week. We're going to have the Samsung Note 20. We'll talk about that one real shortly. But uh, Reels, the brand new TikTok competitor released by the guys at Facebook, has uh, been released for the last few weeks. Looks to be getting a lot of new content that's been uh, loaded up to it. Lots of cool little videos there, many of which have actually been created for TikTok. There's one. That's a TikTok video. There's another TikTok video loaded up to Reels. Um there's another one. So it looks like everyone who's on TikTok is basically creating their own um, ecosystem over on the Reels platform. Um, love to hear from you, whether you've tried it, whether you like it. No doubt it's going to be interesting to see whether it's successful from here. We have to wait and see what happens with TikTok in the United States, Canada, uh, New Zealand and Australia, whether it's bought out by Microsoft Oracle or whoever is uh, US-based and decides to purchase it. Um, but that's tech news for this week. Virtual reality. It's a form of media that is rapidly growing and has some prominent innovators in its field. What exactly is virtual reality? Virtual reality can take you anywhere. From under the sea to an alternate planet. It's a mind-blowing environment where you can enter, interact and so much more. With the recent growth in graphic technology, the depth of immersion is now stronger than ever allowing for an even wider use of virtual reality into new and more varied parts of the community. Step out of reality and into endless possibility with HTC's new VR headset, the HTC Vive Cosmos. This is HTC's second generation of VR devices and the improvements over the previous kit are countless. While most virtual reality headsets require technical know-how and a bit of skill to set up and use, the HTC Vive Cosmos offers a quick and easy setup. HTC have brought the tracking inside the goggles, which takes away the need for external base stations. As a result, the HTC Vive Cosmos is their first plug-and-play PC VR product that doesn't require much expertise to put up. And now that more PCs are VR ready, it'll pair with a wide array of desktops and laptops. As far as space goes, no need to worry if you don't have a room to dedicate to your VR setup. The Vive Cosmos can be used in a seated environment, but the most immersive VR experience will only require a minimum of 2 metres by 1.5 metres for room scale mode. With an all new design where style meets simplicity and utility, the HTC Vive Cosmos is HTC's best consumer VR to date and it won't disappoint. Now, all of us want to have a good home internet experience and a majority of us still don't have adequate equipment in our home. We might have updated to NBN and we've got a faster connection coming in and out of the house. But then we plug in the rubbish router that was given to us 
ISP. And then we wonder why we can't actually get decent quality of service in the home with our Wi-Fi experience, all the connected devices connecting to it. Well, you need a better piece of equipment. Now, one company that has been working very hard to improve that experience for many of us is D-Link. And we have the Managing Director of D-Link for Australia and New Zealand joining us today. Graeme Reardon, how are you today, sir? Very well, thanks, Charlie. How are you? I'm good. It's good to have a chat to you. You've got this new uh, Wi-Fi 6 router. It looks from the spec sheet that it's got all the bells and whistles in it and it appears as well that for a, a purchase price of just under $500, I can basically uh, put a, a floor under my bandwidth experience and ensure that devices I've got today and I'm going to connect in the future are going to have a great connectivity experience for me in my home. Is that correct? That's exactly right. These new products that support the new and latest generation of Wi-Fi called Wi-Fi 6. Uh, some people have heard of 802.11ax. It's the, the new way of, uh, of talking about Wi-Fi standards. So Wi-Fi 6 uh, is the latest and greatest and basically improves your speed quite tremendously, in fact, uh, but also your range and, and, in fact, saves your power on your power bill as well. Uh, so we're very excited about it. The 54 100 version is the one I want to focus on mainly today. It's got a number of things that are built into this, but straight off the top, I wanted to understand uh, a couple of things with you. Where we have people working from home today, and we've got other members of the family connecting to the internet today, it's brought a new challenge within the home because there's a certain amount of bandwidth and everybody wants access to it. And I might be, for example, on a Zoom video call or a Teams video call. Um, and it's pretty important that I maintain a good quality of connection to that, um, to that video call. Now, I might have a teenager in the, ho in the house who believes it's pretty important that his Fortnite game is, has, a, has a smooth uh, experience as well. But with this product, you've got the ability to assign who's connection is going to be prioritized. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, that's right. I, I hear you loud and clear here, uh, Charlie. As, uh, as I think I mentioned on your show before, I have five uh, children, uh, all boys, uh, all love their electronic equipment. And so uh, I too have the exact same uh, you know, concerns when having a, a Zoom call or a Teams call, as you said, at home, uh, where we're obviously working from time to time at the moment. So uh, one of the big benefits of Wi-Fi 6 is that it really focuses on the in-home experience. As more and more devices come out, and you're probably already using something uh, in your home or on your person that, that uses Wi-Fi 6 already, such as the uh, iPhone 11 range, the, the current generation of Samsung Galaxy and Note 10s all support Wi-Fi 6, uh, but you probably don't have a router that supports it at this stage. So having that functionality of what's called quality of service and simply being able to drag your, let's say your PC that you're working on or your laptop in your study uh, into that highest level of quality of service via a very simple drag and drop mechanism effectively guarantees that you know, you'll get the most bandwidth even if two or three or one of your kids are playing online, playing games uh, at the same time, which is very, very useful uh, as, you, uh, as you know. If I'm Etherneted, to the router uh, and they're etherneted as well. Does that QoS benefit still exist? 
certainly does. It's basically throughput through the router. So it's assigning you know, the, the majority or the greatest amount of bandwidth out to your internet connection for the device, whether it's via Wi-Fi or via Ethernet. Sometimes um, as parents, we need to uh, determine that there has been enough gameplay. There's been enough streaming onto the tablet. There's been enough engagement um, with the internet for our kids. And one of the ways that psychologists uh, who are experts in this area say the best way to turn that off is to gain access to the router and choke the data to that device that you want to stop from engaging with the internet. Um, Does this product have the ability to do that in a simple manner? Yeah, you can. Uh, I prefer a very simple method, and that's uh, obviously if they don't listen, then it goes off. So, you know, one of the benefits of our product is that uh, you can tell uh, Google, uh, Google Home, for example, or an Alexa, uh, an Alexa Show or an Alexa Echo, for example, that you might have uh, for it to turn off Wi-Fi for that particular child. Uh, so you can set up schedules so that at 6 p.m., for example, uh, when they should be doing the homework, the internet connection goes off for that particular device. So. Uh, it gives you a lot of flexibility and then certainly something that my wife loves as well. Uh, usually I'm not home till after six and uh, and so she loves being able to just turn it off at any one time uh, and have the kids go and either have dinner or do their homework as need be. It's uh, quite sudden, the, uh, the stoppage when that occurs, but it is effective and, and that's something that obviously many parents probably need to learn and understand a bit better. Um, Talk to me about range of the Wi-Fi with this product, for example, compared to maybe something we could have looked at um, a similar price point three or four years ago. I am putting more connected devices in my home today than I ever have been before. And some of those devices are security cameras, for example. They may be further from the router than, um, than I've ever connected a device before. And I want range as well as speed. Are we going to get that with this? Yeah, we're certainly going to see an improvement in range and definitely a big improvement in speed. Uh, you know, without without going too technical, there's two key uh, bits of technology that come forward in Wi-Fi 6 or, the, or that are enhanced in Wi-Fi 6. One is called uh, orthogonal frequency division multiple access for those that uh, enjoy such acronyms or OFDMA. Uh, and the other one is QAM. Uh, and, uh, and what that effectively gives is just that QAM 1024-bit uh, gives you an extra 25% increase in speed, uh, but the OFDMA also increases range. Uh, even on your existing 2.4 gigahertz uh, connections, which are your generally your older devices, your printers, uh, a lot of cameras, like you said, still use 2.4 gigahertz to get the range that you need. So Wi-Fi 6, unlike Wi-Fi 5, or as most people remember, 802.11ac, mm. that was purely focused on 5 gigahertz, whereas Wi-Fi 6 actually enhances not only two, uh, not only 5, but also 2.4 as well. So you are going to get better range and you're going to get much better speed on both bands as well that you use. So Wi-Fi 6, it's an improvement on new devices, but also what you're saying is it's actually going to improve things across the board with the connected experience in the home for uh, by adding that product. Is that correct? It is. I mean, the big thing that we're seeing over the last few years is the is the increase in devices in the home. You know, we one of the first questions we ask customers is when they're looking for a new router is, number one, usually how big is your home? Is it an apartment? Is it a sort of a standard, you know, two or three bedroom home? Or is it a two or three storey home? Uh, four or five storeys like yours, Charlie. Mm. Um, <laughs> 
And then how many devices do you need uh, to, to support, not, not only today, but into the future as well? And, and most people, when they really stop and think about, okay, how many devices do I have right now? It's not just my phones. Uh, it's not just the tablets. It's not just the laptops and PCs. Uh, it's also, for example, the game consoles. Uh, it's also the Google Chromecasts. It's also the Google Homes and the Alexa Echoes uh, and all of these smart home devices that are now coming out onto the market. And the average today is around 20 devices and it's uh, exponentially increasing. So you need to think about, well, if I continue doing what I'm doing over the next three or four years, which is about the average lifespan that we see for most people keeping a router or when the next generation of technology comes along, it could well be 40 or 50 devices. So we always ask customers to look at those two parts of the equation and then really aim for something that would still be workable in, in three or four years' time. Uh, and I think that's where the, the new DIRX 5460 that you're talking about mm. really comes into play, the top of the line, uh, and will last you for some time in the future. One of the products you brought out in the past, and it seems to be a trend by yourself and other vendors uh, making routers for the home, is to include a subscription to a security package uh, that provides parental controls and things like that. You've got a McCafe option in uh, in, in, in your, your lineup of products. Is it important to have that in all of the routers you're selling or is it just important for customers to understand that, look, if they want added security by this one, if they want this level of security and this level of control by this one and, and how does a customer sort of determine which one that they need? It's a, it's a really good question. It's a very difficult question for a lot of people to, to think about. Most people, are, you know, generally speaking, are pretty happy as long as they've got, you know, good antivirus, good anti-malware throughout their devices uh, in the home. Uh, but also things like smart plugs, for example, and there's many, many different varieties on the market, are generally a pretty dumb device. They turn things on and they turn things off and you can set up schedules to do that. Mm. Uh, outside of that, not much more that they really do. So having a way to protect that device becomes more and more uh, critical. Same thing with security cameras. So you know, obviously you really don't want people coming into your network and potentially gaining access to your security cameras. So having a level of parental control, having a level of security on the router uh, is a bonus you know, to try and stop people coming into those, uh, into those other devices. Of course, most routers have got NAT, which is sort of a very basic level of security. Uh, and you certainly have to have that by, by default and, and all of them ship with that. But yeah. having additional security is, is just more peace of mind. Is business getting harder for you? Because this product that you're selling, the 5400 AX, I would have expected to pay for a similar kind of product in the market about eight or $900 about four or five years ago. You're um, selling this at under $500. Does that mean that business is getting harder for you? Not really. I mean, we're in a very lucky position, I'll be honest. Uh, obviously, a lot of people right now uh, are, in a, are in a pretty tough space and a lot of people are obviously working from home. So we're one of the few companies, I think, in this current pandemic that have, uh, I wouldn't say benefited, but have certainly been able to continue doing business uh, and certainly continue, uh, you know, helping and supporting our customers. Uh, we've certainly seen parts of our business take a real hit, especially in that small business space where a lot of them are closing. Um, mm. But obviously on the flip side, we're seeing more and more people, uh, you know, working from home. And so their requirements for fast internet 
uh, and fast internet connection or connectivity within the home has become more critical for, for Zoom calls and team calls like you saw before. Um, we, we always believe in giving great value to customers. There, there are absolutely products out in the market uh, that are eight, nine, more than $1,000 that can you know, effectively do the same type of thing. Um, but we're a reputable brand. We provide fantastic support, 24 by seven support for the life of the product and a great warranty on all of our consumer products as well. And we're a local so We wanna to continue to support our customers and give them the devices that they need to not only get better speed and range, but also to help protect their business uh, and their home as well. All right, DIRX5460, that's the product name. Uh, it is a really, really feature-packed uh, solution for your home. And if you've got NBN in your home and you're wondering how do I improve the in-home experience with my internet, how do I get features that are of benefit today, but I'll also get benefit from over the next four to five years, especially, then this is definitely worth a look. And at under $500, it is uh, what I consider affordable as well. Graham Reardon, Managing Director, D-Link Australia and New Zealand. Always good to have a chat about what new products you're bringing out, but also talking about some of those features that we can know more about as well. We appreciate your time today. Great to see you, Charlie. Take care. This is Genie, the touchscreen device delivering your favourite streaming entertainment. It's smart, safe and fits in your pocket. You'll notice that Genie has no cameras, as this is an entertainment device. Every Genie has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi connectivity, a 5-inch plastic touchscreen, FM radio receiver and a 2,200 milliamp hour battery. We've also included basic parental controls allowing you to pin lock the apps and settings on every Genie. Don't know the pin? then you can't open the app. There are three versions of Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Plus, and Jimmy Connect. Jimmy is perfect for listening to apps like Spotify and Apple Music with limited distractions. Jimmy Plus has the same hardware, but is a Google registered device. So we've pre-installed some Google services like YouTube, Google Maps, and Chrome. And you can download and install your favorite apps via the Google Play Store. Jimmy Connect is just like the Jimmy Plus, but with 4G connectivity. Your Jimmy Connect will stream your favorite entertainment via Wi-Fi and 4G, make and receive calls, and also text. With Jimmy Connect, we've included the ability to personalize the incoming and outgoing call and SMS experience using our preloaded call block. Block or approve incoming calls and SMS traffic as you decide. Find your Jimmy, a safer, smart device. All right, on the show, let's look at uh, what Samsung is doing at the moment. Obviously, they have just um, released from embargo the ability to go into detail about the Note 20 Ultra 5G and the wider Note 20 range. I thought we'd have a chat with uh, Jeff Quattromani, tech expert, friend of the show. How are you today, Jeff? I'm really well, Charlie. Thanks for having me. No, always good to have a chat. Are you on the positive side for note 20 or on the mm, like it but not quite liking everything Look, about it side i think i'm a little bit fortunate i'm actually testing both sizes so you've got the note 20 and the note 20 ultra mm -hmm. and 
they are remarkable phones in their own right. And the reason I say that is because most people who are buying the Note 20 or are considering the Note 20 are potentially coming from a device that's at least three years old, and this would be a significant upgrade for them. In our world where we test phones daily and we've been testing the latest Galaxy S20 or Huawei devices or new iPhones, we are spoiled in that way and we do look at devices like this and we see incremental changes rather than that dramatic step change that a consumer would see. So that sometimes is why we are a little bit less impressed than others would be, I think. Mm, a few of our uh, members of the media aren't as impressed as we might have thought. A couple of things um, our good friends in the media have been talking about is the battery life, especially the 5G version and um, the camera. Let's talk about battery life at up to 120 hertz. For, the, for those that don't know, 120 hertz means 120 images per second loaded to the screen. That is a lot of illumination to handle. It is. So So the screen on the Note 20 Ultra, we're talking about 6.9 inch display, which already is a very large screen. Yes, it's doing a very high refresh rate as well with the 5G backed into it. Also, there is a lot that's consuming the battery. And obviously the things that we do on these phones is high, high energy as well. So the productivity task that you can do on this device is like you could do on a laptop. So you know, for me, I'm, I'm getting to the end of the day. I'm getting to the end of the day with some battery life left. Uh, but you've got to remember, I'm at home almost all of the time at the moment. So if just through home use, I'm making it through the end of the day with around 20 odd percent battery life, that would suggest that when I do get back to being productive out and about, traveling on the train, going to the office and things like that, when it's hopping off Wi-Fi, jumping on 4G, 5G networks, I actually think we will make it to the end of the day, but only just. And as a result, people will need to start thinking about how they manage their charge, whether it's using a, a desktop charger when they're at work or keeping a power bank in the bag. Um, you know, it is surprising that a device like this um, is only just making it to the end of the day and not something that you would take away for the weekend and leave the charger at home. You can't have everything, can you? I mean, you can't have gigabit cellular download speeds. You can't have a 6.9-inch screen at 120 hertz refresh rate. You can't have a uh, an S Pen that will be writing on the screen at remarkable efficiency and then still have the ability for the phone to go for two days. I mean, at the moment, we're just not that at, at that point technically. Maybe if we want to spend $4,000, but not at $2,000. Yeah, look, and, and that's one of the things to remember is, you know, what we do on these phones today is not what we did on them three years ago. I mean, we always refer back to the old Nokias that you would charge once a week. And mm. that was amazing and remarkable. But we sent texts on those and the screen looked terrible. So, you know, we can't compare apples with apples in that case. If you look at devices today, most of them will get through a day of battery life and that's normal. Uh, but when a device has a screen this large and we're doing such high energy things, it's not surprising to me that I do get to the end of the day and uh, and the battery is worn down. I think what, what brands are doing to compensate for that is allowing things like fast charging where if I plug in for 10 minutes, I'm almost going to get 50% battery life back. So those types of efficiencies is what will make this whole you know, burden on battery life a little bit more easy to deal with. Absolutely. The camera at the back, it juts out now. I mean, it really, it, you can almost see it from where you are, right? Uh, are you a fan or does that kill the experience for you? 
Look, I really don't like the, the big camera bulge on the back. I do actually like the fact that when I hold it, I can rest my finger underneath it and it almost becomes something that you can use as leverage when you are holding the device. But Samsung does not include a case in the box. In the past, they used to include a clear silicon case um, and that would at least make you feel a bit more comfortable in leveling out that bump on the back. I would really recommend that anybody who buys one of these devices also buys the case at the same time because um, it will always rest on the camera otherwise. Whenever you put your phone down, that's the thing that's really going to be rubbed on the table and things like that. You don't want to damage those lenses because you know when we think about these devices, the cameras are really one of the big shining points. Yeah, the case manufacturers will be loving the fact that there's no included case in the, uh, in the box with this one. But look, at the end of the day, that's the commercial decision they've made. Um, camera quality, I haven't actually had too much of an opportunity to go out and take a lot of photos with this thing. Have you found it? Look, I found it really good. I mean, obviously, you've got those three cameras on the back. There is laser autofocus. Uh, if you haven't seen a, a phone that has cameras like these before, you'll be blown away. Now, it does offer optical zoom as well as a 50 times um, super digital zoom, basically. And while that's nice to have, and it does mm. get you very close to the subjects ahead of you, um, you obviously do lose image quality when you do that. So I could take a photo of a duck in the pond, uh, standing quite far away from it, and the image doesn't look too bad, depending on how far you're zooming. Now, the, the way it handles light during the day is exceptional. I know that I've taken photos of, of a car, for example, with the sun in the background, which normally you would never do, and I still get a really good exposure of both the car as well as the backdrop. In saying that, in the evening, I'm noticing that nighttime shots tend to get quite blurry because it is trying to do a lot of intelligence to bring that light out at nighttime, but at the same time, you do get this blur effect if you've got any sort of movement happening during that nighttime scene. So you got to play with the settings, play with the um, all the different features that are there. There's a pro mode that you can use to really adjust all the aspects of the camera, but it is something remarkable. And, you know, as we're seeing on screen, you've got this 8K video recording as well, which, you know, most people don't even have an 8K TV yet. But if you did, you could start to shoot video on your smartphone in 8K, which is uh, crazy to even say. Those first steps in 8K, I'll tell you what. It's, uh, it's something to keep for a very, very long time. All right, it is the Samsung uh, Galaxy Note 20 uh, 5G model and 4G model is, is out as well uh, as of the end of this week. Um, as of today, you can still pre-order, I believe. Um, it's going to be released in the stores at any second, so hurry up with that if you want those free buds that come with that pre-order offer. A good phone, as much a PC that sits in your pocket a large pocket, uh, as it is a phone. Um, but look, um, lots of lots of cool features there. Jeff Quattromani, thank you for taking us through some of your favourites. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you, Charlie. TP-Link have brought out the latest addition to their Deco range, which is designed to kill Wi-Fi dead zones with their mesh technology that's easy to set up and gives you reliable coverage throughout your home. Say hello to the Deco M9 Plus. The Deco M9 Plus can deliver Wi-Fi to an area of up to 420 square metres with its 2-pack. If you need more range, add another Deco unit to the network whenever you're ready. Broadly speaking, the AC number is the speed you'll get from the internal network, and the higher up the model range you go, the higher the speeds. The Deco M9 will be able to provide a fast and stable connection with speeds of up to 2,134 megabytes per second. Strategically placing mesh routers is key. If you have a large home area with multiple floors, it can be a good idea to place one unit on each floor. 
or one at each end of the house to maximise your network coverage. The TP-Link Deco range is designed with today's smart homes in mind too, with the ability to connect over a hundred devices without noticeable latency. This becomes important when you think about smart light bulbs, speakers, TVs and other connected gadgets. The Deco range is discreetly designed, so it won't look out of place like some routers. And setup is made really simple. Just download the Deco app and it'll walk you through every step to configure your network. If you're continually losing network connectivity at your home, mesh networks are a great way to eliminate dead zones. The TP-Link Deco line is worth looking into. Your questions this week, interesting one from Stuart. He wants to be able to locate his vehicle if it's stolen. He's seen all different kinds of trackers around, but he's pointing to the fact that there doesn't seem to be a lot of information around them being suitable or safe or tested to work in the Australian market. Well, that's true because with these types of devices, they exist, but they haven't been tested to meet Australian safety standards. Now, if you get if you get a phone like this one, for example, this is a Jimmy Connect, and you want to make it available for sale in Australia, there's the option for you to go and have it tested to meet Australian standards. What happens in that instance, and we did it for these devices, you test the battery to make sure it doesn't explode. You test the uh, antennas to make sure that they don't put out above safe levels of radiation as deemed by Australian standards. You put them into a nice laboratory and they go and test all that stuff. There's a whole bunch of other tests that are done. After that, you can become an ACMA uh, approved or ACMA safe seller of the device. Now, you want to be do, selling a lot of different uh, units of that product because it costs you a lot of money to go and do that. Many, many thousands of dollars. The thing is, with tracking devices, because they're sold all over the world in a whole bunch of different markets, they sell them online because it's, it's a very niched product. Most of the uh, products that we've seen uh, that are offering products in this space don't, don't meet those standards. So when you go looking for them, yes, you can buy them, but you don't know whether it's going to work on all cellular networks in this country, how long it's going to work for, how long the battery is going to operate for. Um, you just don't quite know whether those products are going to be safe. So in this instance, uh, there's lots of them around and you can track your pet, you can track your caravan, you can track your car if it's stolen, uh, all sorts of different things that you can track, even your school bag, for example. But you need to make sure that you're purchasing a product that does meet Australian standards. Please do that because if it does, it means it's safe for you as a consumer and more often than not, uh, you'll also have recourse to get warranty support as well because traditionally those companies that are making their products safe for Australian standards actually are operating in this jurisdiction as well. They're not just selling it from far off overseas. Um, and that's going to help you as a customer as well. So hopefully that helps you, Stuart, with your search. Um, and look, send us any examples that you've seen. If you want us to check, we can actually, or you can even go onto the ACMA website and see whether somebody is a safe uh, seller of telecommunications devices uh, yourself. There's a little search engine there as well. Hope that helps you, Stuart. Thanks for joining us this week. Questions in the comments section. We'll chop some of these interviews up and publish them on Facebook and YouTube during the week. Thank you for tuning in again. Tune into our radio show to, uh, Saturday morning uh, and we'll have more CyberShack TV episodes coming up uh, next month. Uh, we'll announce those soon. See you next week, though.